of words unsaid. Just lonely feelings, like the way my head. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Ah, good. <laughs> A bit tired, but yeah. good. We are where we are. A little bit sick, but we can get through this. Nice yeah, I'm going to apologise in advance. I have a bit of a cough, so I might just be like spluttering in the background. It's because we're so sick cause, because we miss tossing. Like we're just like, right. lost without her. Like we're, <laughs> we're coughing, we're warm. We miss you, girl. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to this latest episode of Consensus Podcast and our Back to Basic series. Um, in this episode, we thought it would be quite good to sort of talk about all things devolution you know mm. like what exactly do we mean when we talk about the greater london assembly what exactly does the mayor do what is the london assembly what do we mean when we talk about the combined authorities um across england so we're not going to have time to cover everything but it kind of seems a bit um topical given the mayor elections coming up in may um, as usual, you can follow the discussion online using the hashtags Consensus Podcast and Consensus Podcast B2B. So with me today, we have Aziz Minot, representing the Green Party as a Green Party member. Um, Des Ibuclair and um, Labour Party supporter. And then it's me, Julia Ogieho, um, representing the Liberal Democrats. And as we mentioned just a little bit earlier, due to really busy schedules, um, we unfortunately are missing Tosin. And also we are unfortunately able to get a Conservative representative to replace her. But for all you Tories out there, Feel free to share your thoughts. And Not with me know. personally, though. Not yet. <laughs> but, you know, you know what you know what to do. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore consensus underscore. And of course, you can listen to this episode and all of our other episodes on your favourite podcast um, app. So we've got Spotify, iTunes, Acast and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, let's start. That's enough for me now. <laughs> so when we say devolution in the UK, what exactly do we mean? Yeah. Um, so um, when we think about devolution, um, we don't need to go back that far. Um, I mean, you can, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about any Irish, the Irish. Yeah, no, we're going we're gonna to go back. Think, your, cast your mind back to the premiership of Tony Blair. Um, and so when they came in, they had this whole suite of um, policies, um, constitutional spruces, reforms, and um, what have you. So part of that was obviously the Human Rights Act, which incorporated the ECHR into our law. Um, and there was also a referenda um, to establish the Welsh and Scottish assemblies um, and the phasing out of hereditary peers and stuff. Um, but a massive thing that they did was introduce the Greater London Authority Act in 1999, um, when I was three. Um, oh I, rem- I remember it well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Whilst most three-year-olds were crawling, yeah, no, yeah. were trying to crawl. I was leaping through pamphlets. I was like, when will we get the power back? <laughs> I need a mayor. I miss Ken Livingston. Um, or oh, controversial. <laughs> not right now, sorry. Um, 
So yeah, so the, the act was passed in 1999. There was a referendum beforehand. Um, the capital voted 72% yes to introducing the GLA. And the GLA is essentially made up of the executive, which is who is the mayor, and the London Assembly, who is the legislature, and they, you know, hold the mayor to account. Um, so if you think about the mayor, loads of different remits. Like he looks after um, strategy for the TFL, policing, um, fires, um, uh, yeah, and housing planning, climate change, what have you. Um, so I don't know if anyone wants to jump in, but basically that was it. He he, the, the Labour established the GLA, um, which I think is quite interesting because um, that was the first time they've been in power for a very long time. And back in the um, Thatcher, the heady days of the Thatcher premiership, um, she got rid of the GLC, which is yeah. kind of a forerunner of um, the GLA, mm-hmm. um, which was an executive body for London, which was led by um, Ken Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, get out of here. Um, <laughs> and um, but, and um, I want all the power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, stop advocating for LGBT rights, guys. Um, and they, yeah, they were kind of, she thought they were unwieldy and didn't kind of uh, fit in with her new right. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's, you know. I think that's quite succinct. Mm. Like, Thank you. Yeah. You gave us a real history, like Mate, yeah, in a whistle stop tour. Listen, I took you guys on a journey. <laughs> As in, <laughs> literally. Good memory from when you were three years old. Yeah, no, no, literally. <laughs> so it's these, you yeah. work. You, or used to work no I still do you actually still do. I still do work yeah. in the Posted GLA up. yeah 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 before we go on to that though I would just say that like in terms of devolution and what we're thinking about it as a broad term mm. all we mean is that parliament like the UK parliament House of Parliament um, that are based in Westminster has given away some of its powers to a particular area mm. elsewhere Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why when Des was talking about, you know, the mayor has responsibility over the police and the fire service and transport for London, that's because that particular those particular powers concerning London have been given to him because of devolution. And we see devolution elsewhere in England as well, um, and all across actually the UK, hence mm-hmm. why we're talking about combined authorities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to set context. Devolution we have in Scottish Parliament. So UK Parliament gave power to Scotland directly, um, Wales and Northern Ireland. And then we have combined authorities is where mm. we're going to talk about like um, we have mayors in Manchester and we have um, authorities in Liverpool and elsewhere <clears throat> that um, govern that area at a more higher level than the local councils, which mm. we've spoken about before in a previous podcast. So, yeah. It's probably worth just just to add further context or just practicality um some part powers are still reserved so for example in scotland whilst certain things are devolved things around tax certain type of tax isn't um so for example um education policy is devolved to scotland and wales but um you know, but that's kind of how it works. NHS mm. is devolved to Wales. Yeah. Um, so therefore, the way <clears throat> Westminster in England would make uh, power about the criminal justice system um, that covers the United Kingdom, actually, including Scotland, mm. actually. That covers the United Kingdom and Wales because Wales hasn't got <clears throat> devolved power for criminal um, justice issue. Okay. Um, Scotland would, would, sorry, this is what happens when I'm sick. Scotland would make 
law in their parliament mm. in Holyrood, which is called Holyrood, on specifically education policies mm. and yeah. stuff like that. So that's kind of what that means. In part. Yeah. And then there's a more on a granular level in London. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the GLA have authority for things like transportation yeah. and the policing and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Um, and in like places like Manchester and Liverpool, mm. um, the mayors there, I don't even know what they're called. What's their version but, of yeah. the... No, it's called the mayor, but they don't have necessarily the assembly. Do they, do they yeah. not have an assembly? No. All right. So they would also have, you yeah. know... Um, so, for example, they have uh, power over transportation issues and it's evolved to yeah. yeah, and like the economy as well. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of power over what they do regionally and they make decisions about what will help economically their area and their transport yeah. system, transportation system. But you're right that actually there's certain things that they still can't do. Mm. Um, but just going back to the whole Scottish point is that this is why when we were watching the general election, back in December and all of the debates, you know, that's why um, the the Scottish and the Welsh um, leaders were able to talk about things that they had responsibility for and the things that they felt like UK Parliament were, were affecting. So in Wales, they were talking about the fact that actually they can run their NHS system and mm-hmm. it wasn't doing as well as they'd want it to do. Yeah. Um, and... In Wales, Labour run the, the the majority there. And so that's why they were saying, you know, technically they're still not helping the situation. So um, just to set context, this is the reasons why, you know, some different leaders in, in different regions can complain to and about different parties from different points of view, even mm. though they might seem similar <clears throat> because, yeah, because of devolution, yeah. essentially. Dude, I think what we should probably just do is just have a whole episode where we talk about the different nations of the United Kingdom. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, it's not, genuinely fascinating yeah. because like, obviously there's different levels to this. Like right. Scot- Scot- Scotland is further on in their, I don't know if devolution can even be a journey. Some people don't want it to be, mm. but like they're further along. They're on the precipice of like independence. Right. And I think it's fascinating. Like sometimes I can't even think of a specific example, but like um, there's certain things that Scotland have power over that they'll like show like, the British electorate, like or the um, English electorate, like look what we're doing and we're doing it better. Oh, we've got a good example. Yeah, yeah. U- university. Yes, like their university it's system fr- yeah, is free, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really accessible, and like everyone wants to go to Scotland to just yeah. go right. to their university. But, and on top of that, as well, like you have Scottish M- M- MPs in Parliament that represent Scotland in the UK Parliament, but then you ha- also have members of the Scottish Parliament. Yeah, yeah. So Scotland also have their own election. Wales also have their own election, as does Northern Ireland. Mm. Yeah. So you've got the Welsh Assembly members, you've got the... They're called NLAs, uh, the National Legislative Assembly. Oh, so they're different <laughs> levels. Yeah. Um, but that is a whole mm, other episode of the... Parliamentary, but essentially, anyway. what we're saying is that we're talking about devolution because it's really important when we're talking and trying to understand mayors and regional um, mm. authorities, and that is what we're going to crunch into in this episode. I um, say but, mayors, by the way, sorry, because everyone say it differently. Mayor, 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 mayor. like a like a like, like a mayor, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. like a well, mayor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we say mayor. Mayor. mayor, mayor. I mean, potato, potato. 
Yeah. Mayoralty is a is a is a hell it's, of a word. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, do you do? Do you have anything? Have anything to add to this with regards to? Now you've given us a little sort of yeah. context of what gen- devolution is generally. Mm. Um, do you have any sort of thing to add with regards to sort of what combined authorities are outside of London? Because there's kind of just focused on the GLA mm. and what, which is only um, yeah, specific respect to, to London. Yeah. Specific, that's the word I was looking for. <clears throat> yeah, so a combined authority is essentially a type of local government. And there are 10 different combined authorities Mm. across England. So we're just going to speak specifically about England. And as Liz was saying earlier, that this all came about because the Labour government wanted to first um, help local communities have more power. And it's evolved over time and through the Conservative um, leadership as well. It's changed again. But cutting a long, long story short, since 2011, we have had the emergence of combined authorities. And these groups were set up to improve transport, improve economic development and regeneration in their local area. And they were first brought together to bring public sector so like government officials etc and the private sector to try and think about ways in which they could work together in a more cohesive way um and now it's kind of just evolved into like a political um institution by which we people get voted in and they get voted out and they represent different political parties etc um and the main thing i guess i should mention about the combined authorities outside of london and we'll set context to this as well in terms of a lot of things that are going on in england at the moment and giving you some like news to know exactly what they do but one of the things they can do is to set a tax um and they wouldn't call it a tax they call it a levy um and essentially what that is doing is asking business or local residents to pay a little bit more money so that the money that is collected um, over that geographical area can go to a specific pot. And a London example of that is Crossrail. Mm. So a lot of businesses have been given the business levy and over years as well that they've been paying into like a little pot that goes towards Crossrail because essentially us having Crossrail is going to benefit all of these businesses and obviously benefit residents as well. But that's an example of one. And also there was a levy on businesses for the Olympics as well. Um, And that was just to support the local regeneration in the area and the things that needed to be improved, like the roads um, and all the networks, just to pay for this particular infrastructure and this whole event um, and to see the benefits that it's long, like the long-term benefits it's had on on Stratford and the East London area particularly. Um, And so that's what these regional and combined authorities do, sorry, um, is that they think about ways in which they can pull resources to improve transport, improve economic um, things. And also sometimes they have um, strategic power over an area like housing, for example. Mm -hmm. So, So now I work in the GLA and I don't work as a political advisor anymore. I work in the housing department. And because the mayor doesn't necessarily have... Um, So he doesn't have direct power in the same way he has direct power over TFL and um, Metropolitan Police, but he does have strategic influence. So because he has 
he's a massive landowner in London because of the inheritance of the GLC. So uh, before government owned pieces of land, because of that, there's a, a way that we can intervene in buying land and facilitate in building affordable homes mm. as well. Mm. So yeah, that's that. I was going to ask, so this is what I know about like the combined authorities and something that I find really fascinating because... Um, in London, you have the 25, uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about it, but you have the 25 assembly members. Um, but in combined authorities or in Manchester, um, you have the 10 leaders of the the council that come, that come together. And then they, um, if Andy Burnham says like, I think everyone should, we should all pay in jelly beans. Like the 10 people can veto his decision. Right. But it's not, I feel like, is it, I wonder how that kind of, I don't know how it manifests itself because I wonder whether I'm sure he doesn't go, go crazy and he doesn't have as much power as a London mayor. But mm. um, I wonder how like that accountability works. But I think I think it's quite it's quite interesting to note that that you know um, it's different in different. It's, yeah, it's, it's, different it's a completely different. different. Yeah. Um, and in my head, they sit around a table. I don't know if that's true. Mm. They, they may they may run out a parachute. I don't know, but like I just <laughs> I just imagine that it's not. Like, but also, so you also have to imagine that. Those, because it would be the leader of the councils mm. that is together, that those leaders also have, have their cabinet yeah, yeah, that yeah. they answer to. Mm. And then those cabinets also have different portfolio areas, which all councillors yeah. also input into. So it's a kind of like. It just keeps. Right, yeah, it's like yeah, a pyramid. Yeah. Anyway, and Burnham, if you're interested in coming to explain a little bit more how it works <laughs> and your ends, and we'll tag you. Shout out to us. Oh yeah, wait, hold on. Give context. Andy Burnham is the, the mayor of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andy <laughs> Burnham um lost his election to uh Jeremy Corbyn and took a virgin train up to Manchester and hasn't returned since. Um <laughs> joking, I don't know this man uh, from like I'm just saying. Um but he's, he's it seems like He's doing a pretty like people he like him. He is the mayor of Manchester. Yeah, he's the mayor of Manchester. He is the Labour mayor of Manchester. <laughs> That's what Des wanted to say. <laughs> Um, but just to quickly tell you that there are 10 different combined authorities and eight with a mayor. So we've got Cambridgeshire and Peterborough. We've got the Greater Manchester. We have Liverpool City Region. We have North of Tyne, Sheffield City Region, Tees Valley, West Midlands, West of England. Those all have a mayor, and then without a mayor, we have North East and West Yorkshire. Mm. I'm so glad I got to say all of those because yeah. I felt like it was like a big shout out to all of the people. Yeah, like, everyone in West England. Yorkshire is like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> they got mentioned on the podcast. Um, but yeah, big up to yourself. <laughs> so um, we've had like um, a sort of a nice run through mm. um, of sort of what they do and what it means for different regions of the in England and of course a little bit about across the UK um we've talked a little bit about focusing on London we've talked a bit about the assembly members before we go into who the assembly members are what they do mm. how they feed into the mayor's decision making policy um I just want us to talk a little bit about the structure Mm. Um, so we have the mayor who acts as the executive, um, and the London Assembly members act as a checks and balance. So just like the way you have the cabinet, yeah. um, who are, who forms the government and those cabinet, the members of those cabinets lead a department and therefore members of parliament 
holds the government, i.e. the cabinet, to account for many of the policy-making yeah. decision. Did that get that right? Yeah. Because when it goes beyond parliament and real details or the local council, I get fuzzy. But I think that's how it works. Yeah. But they also work, have a committee system, just like the way yes. we have a committee system mm-hmm. in on a local authority, in parliament. And those... Um, committee members who are committee members are cross party members of yep. the assembly members mm-hmm. who scrutinize specific policy areas and they they also can call the mayor in for questioning yeah. um and they can hold inquiries as well um on any specific so you've got the transport committee you've got the police committee and what have you do you guys have anything to add to that? Just give me sort of like a very yeah. lazy, easy rundown. Yeah, I think you've hit it, it on the head. I think I started thinking, do you know what? All of these things are so similar. Like they're so similar. Every layer of government is exactly the same. Yeah. You have a leader, you have their close friends who make up the cabinet or their deputy mayors in the mayor's instance. And then you have their friends of foe, which is like people who they have to just work with even though they're not from the same party and mm-hmm. those people are the ones who sit on committees and talk about things and also when they write when they have committee meetings especially with the GLA they ask not only the mayor to come in they may call the mayor but the mayor may bring his deputy which is the right and appointed person but they also might ask members of the public to come in and this is exactly the same as parliament mm-hmm. so if you are a specialist in your given area and you are following politics or not following politics and other, and, an, and a researcher happens to come across your policy paper or something you've written about or a tweet that you find really interesting or your work or whatever, they may ask you to come in and speak on it because they see you as an expert. And that's exactly the same in the context of the GLA. And given what you say and how you interact with them and what you bring up, um, they may write a report and in the report, there will be recommendations to the mayor. And it's exactly the same with recommendations to government and equally the same as recommendations to um, the portfolio holder in the local council. So all of these things are really the same, just duplicated. And they have different layers of pa- levels and layers of power. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, try not to get confused by the different terms that we're saying. We're just talking about a different layer of government. Mm. essentially i mean yeah you're right if you do feel oh i don't know what this is just mirror it yeah another sort of body is it body that you call them or another sort of governing um system so then they kind of mirror each other and then just when you think that we're not tired and not had enough of elections we've got another one coming in may Oh, I love the London Assembly election. You should love the London Assembly elections as well. Of course I do. No, I... Yeah, I know we're tired of elections, but you genuinely should love the London Assembly. They are the best elections ever because there's three ballot papers. One, you get to vote for the mayor. Mm-hmm. The second one, you get to vote for a London Assembly member for your particular area. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third the ballot paper. Smiling. I'm, I'm so, so happy. <laughs> so gassed. Oh my... <laughs> Listen, 
We've been talking about. She's holding her hands up to to the heavens, <laughs> just for the for the listeners. Oh, We've been talking about proportional representation and for so long, but the third ballot paper, you get to vote for any political party that you want, and based on the percentage of votes that they get. Wow, what was this percentage? I mean, the, she's doing a little crest motion. She's doing a crest motion, guys. I'm she's really gesticulating happy. wildly. Just, I won't, we won't comment again. She's just gesticulating wildly. I love your. <laughs> audio description right there Des. <laughs> yeah sorry 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 <laughs> yeah no 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 so do, do you know what babe I take is this is your time shine. yeah shine shine sis so the third ballot paper uh-huh. is the paper which you get to vote for any political party that you want and depending on I'm really smiling my cheeks actually hurt. and depending on the percentage yeah correlates to the amount of assembly members that can be in the London Assembly mm. and that gets balanced out and then they get all topped up and then you get people who represent a broad section of views so for example at the last election um we had two so there used to be two Lib Dem members mm-hmm. one left and two Brexit people UKIP people came sorry I call them Brexit because they changed their name from UKIP to <laughs> The Brexit Alliance group They diverted <laughs> on a particular opinion And um, we also had There was two, yeah <laughs> It's a bit tricky probably for, To understand how the, the GLA works So uh-huh. they, they thought it'd probably Any, Guys, you know what happened with UKIP, okay So that's why they had to call themselves something else And then there was the two Green Assembly members as well And also Labour were able to pick up London-wide um Votes on the mm-hmm. third ballot paper So all I'm saying is Come May the 7th You can vote for the Green Party And it will translate into a, a particular percentage That can contribute to the mm-hmm. amount of assembly members That sit in that particular seat, position And I'm so gassed about it Because I used to work in that office, obviously You can yeah. also vote for the Lib Dems too Yeah, this has been a party political broadcast <laughs> <laughs> You can also vote for Labour You can also yeah. vote for... Independent, you know what? Do you want? Do you want? Yeah, do you? Do Do you vote for? Um, so we've got the election coming in May, yeah. Like, as he said, you've got an opportunity to vote for assembly members and a new mayor. So we currently have Sadiq, and who is freestanding. Did you want to say something, guys? Am I pushing? Um, no, 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 it's fine. I was gonna say something really like innocuous, like, don't, like, it's fine. <laughs> um, You're on one today. I wish I was on your energy level. I don't know, uh, but I had espresso before I came. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> so you've got uh, Sadiq Khan for Labour, who's standing and then we have the other candidates. So for the Lib Dems, we have the amazing, wonderful Siobhan Benita. Who do you have for the Green? Sorry, I just want to say, yeah, she is like, Siobhan is proper nice. I met her. She's lovely. She's amazing. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's that? We have Sean Berry. She stood before and she's also a London Assembly member now. Why wow. am I dancing? I don't know. I d- do you know what? Wow, <laughs> I'm so happy today talking about the Green Party, talking about um, <laughs> the, the GLA. So what is going on? Yeah. And for got the, this surge of energy. Yeah, and for the Conservatives, we've got Sean Bailey. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, who are the other candidates? Um, Rory Stewart, who's currently um, oh. is about to start posting up in people's homes. Oh my god! Um, so Rory Stewart, if you um, yeah, so Rory Stewart, if you don't remember, is um, 
the who he was an MP. He stood for a Tory MP, and he stood for um, the uh, conservative leadership. leadership. Mm. Um, and um, he obviously he did not win. Um, he and likes now walking. he like he likes to he likes to walk. He walked across Afghanistan. Um, people yeah. think he's in MI five, but he says he's he's not. He wasn't. Um, but he you know, likely likely story, Rory. Uh, random black guys that he accosted as what minor gangsters. Oh my gosh! Right, but <laughs> but anyway, so Rory Rory has this. This is what this. But goes, he's a liberal, isn't he? Yeah. So this goes to the the thing I was talking about him sleeping in people's houses. Like he has this really his his campaigning style is quite interesting because um, he has this kind of like uh, radical honesty thing. So like if anyone. Um, yeah. Um, so he's, he, I think it's called Come Kip With Me. Um, so people could apply for him to live in their homes for a bit. And he's going to be talking to Londoners about um, what it's like to be London and like their grievances. Um, so he's also a candidate. He's standing as an independent, um, which I, and then there's Drillminster, who's a, um, a drill rapper. Um, who's, who's I who's really <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really that sick. is the kind of voices that we need. <laughs> mm. Whilst there is fear that he might split the votes. Um, <coughs> really? Well, he's not going to win. No, no, I don't think that he that people you know count split which vote. Yeah. yeah, which vote? The mayor vote. No, but between who and who? Between Labour, well, the Lib Dems and Green. <laughs> That's all I agree. But yeah, no. Yeah. So just try and throw in green just because you don't want to say live them by yourself. Um, but the, yeah, there's the, yeah, like you said, there's an election coming up, um, and it'll be quite interesting. I've never voted in an election before, so it'll be quite fascinating. I've never voted in the no, because the first election I could vote in was 2016, and I, it was like middle of like exam mm. stuff. Oh, so I, I've never voted in a. Look at you! <laughs> yeah, he's getting excited. The um, baby of the group. <laughs> um, we should mention the other people though. Yeah. yeah okay. Fine. So we've got. <laughs> Rude. Girl. We've got Mandu Reed. Um, oh, for the women Women's Equality Party, we've also got Charlie Mullins, the founder of Pimlico Plumbers. Yeah. Random nice. fact. Random fact. I read a book recently about it's called Unsexy Business and it was really, really interesting about how people started their businesses and I read about him but I didn't know that was his name, Charlie Mullins, but Oh yeah, maybe I, I like him that part. the Lib Dems. Okay, but he's signed as independent now, so is he going to split your vote? <laughs> and, then, and then we have David Curtin who currently is part of the Brexit Alliance group um, but he was a former UKIP assembly member, but he is standing as an independent candidate. Yeah. So that is the slate. So as how, we many, see it now. how many do we have in that in then in that case? And there's this person called Rosaline. Oh, Redhead. we have nine, sorry, yeah. Rosalind Redhead, independent Rosalind. as well. Wow, that's a lot though, isn't it? Or Reedhead. Anyway, congratulations all candidates. And if any of you want to talk about talk to the podcast, talk to us, the consensus podcast, you know where we are. Yeah. We are in London. It will be good to hear to use this platform to see what you stand for, mm. why you deserve the vote, particularly of our audience as well. So holla. Yeah. Anyway, so guys, I just thought that talking about the candidates and talking about the members do you guys know any of the um party from your party standing for assembly members mm. will you be out campaigning or you're already out campaigning 
Yes, I'll be campaigning. Um, I'll be campaigning with the Greens. Um, of course. Of course. Who else? Yes, my my former boss, also friend, and um, yeah, I, I represent the Green Party in lots with loads of different hats. So I'll definitely be campaigning. Um, and I really wanted to stand in this election, but for all intents and purposes, I'm not standing. And um, yeah, I think I think I'm really passionate about working with Sean and and doing a really good campaign this year, um, especially with the different hats that I wear as the chair of the Greens of Colour Group, um, partly because I feel like we've got a great opportunity to talk to our demographic um, of Bain people in London about issues that I truly believe that affect them. Um, and we're not just talking about climate change, but some of the things that she's talking about is she really just wants to tell the truth about politics and about the state of housing, the state of climate change, uh, climate, sorry, air, housing, discrimination generally. And she also wants to give power back to Londoners. So she's been a real advocate of like getting private renters to understand their rights, but also to fight against dodgy landlords. Um, and that's really, really cool. And then citizens assemblies as well has been really, really fun. Um, and getting youth assemblies up and running and getting young people more engaged. So I know she cares about that. We've worked on loads of different things, even in terms of youth centers and stuff. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, and one of the things that I remember people still talk about from the last election was her f- her idea about flattening the fares. So across London, you know, we have different zones. Mm-hmm. So we've got zone one, zone two, six. Mm-hmm. And the cost of travel is really extortionate depending on where you live and that's not fair so she kind of wants to talk about that and um rent freezes as well so that the rate of rent doesn't keep going up astronomically um yeah and just protecting our rights from the police in terms of facial recognition so yeah i have so much to say about facial recognition but it's okay that's a conversation for another time (laughs) and it usually is probably going to involve me slating labor but i don't have the energy today (laughs) i don't have have (laughs) (laughs) what's the dick standing on then you kind of just give that's a a very nice run through of sort of the greens platform thanks love similarities there with the lib dems of course of course course. if they they could do like a a joint yeah do you think that would be kind of cool isn't it yeah but i mean it wouldn't happen i mean it wouldn't work I mean, she Siobhan was independent, independent before. before, and she did quite well as an independent. Yeah, um, yeah no, we're not going to plot this at, during this episode. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, the yeah. Live, them could work together, but it's a possibility. Mm. Papa, there's real consensus things. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just on that note, before yeah. you carry on, this yeah. don't forget you can follow the conversation using the hashtags consensus podcast and particularly for this series it is consensus podcast b2b so there's yeah on what platform is sadiq standing so sadiq um <laughs> is um <coughs> sadiq <laughs> well um as the incumbent there's certain things that he's he wants to continue to do um if you guys want to take a breath um if you guys would like to breathe in so Sadiq is um he's running so basically he's the incumbent um and he's um doing a number of things so I think he's going to continue uh with his plans to tackle violence so taking the more public health approach to um to knife crime in the capital um (laughs) 
on that, what exactly has he done other than slick PR campaigns? <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm not, I'm not going Listen, to... Do I look... <laughs> am, I, am I Sadiq's friend? Please, I don't know where this energy is coming from. Me and Sadiq are not boys. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Carrot. If it's <laughs> continue with investment into um, a fund that creates opportunities for young Londoners. Um, more officers on the street. Um, funding. <laughs> How did you try and whisper um, that? Um, and continue the campaign to, you know, reverse Tory cuts um, to police and youth services. Um, so, yeah, no, as I said, this is the first, um, my first election, and I'm really excited Ooh. to like properly. Well, I, like, who I know who I'm going to vote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's going to be quite fascinating and like. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting time in our capital Indeed um, And it's come by really quickly Like mm. it's not long now Whereas it seemed not too long ago To be something that's quite far away And it suddenly just hits you Yeah You're like oh damn Oops sorry I didn't mean to swear But you know what I mean Yeah Um. So for like Siobhan As in the Lib Dem rep what she, her slogan is sort of coming up with, you know, safer, greener and kinder London. And I think her campaign is really focused very much on, yes, London is great, but there are so many things that aren't working properly. And if we can fix that, we can make this London that, you know, we can tackle real inequality. And she's really focused a lot on the kindness part, you know, to change the way we do politics away from that sort of macho, um, vitriolic um, things that we've seen and just basically say, my kindness is not weakness mm. and we can do politics in a different way, which I find given where we are with politics and how things are, is quite a, what's the word I'm looking for? Refreshing Refreshing And very topical right. um, Thing But the Sort of the Three main things For me First one Is of course To legalise cannabis um, That's what she wants to do And raise revenue For a cannabis tax And that does two things It gives us more money For London Number one And to spend on Things sort of like Health issues And dealing with Addiction But it also Undermines Sort of the violence of drug gangs as well if there isn't now an on the market or a black market for selling cannabis um obviously we've people die in london from air pollution especially londoners kids are breathing in dirty toxic fumes um the number of kids with asthma has increased so what she wants to do is make sure london's carbon neutral by 20 30 and also ban unnecessary single-use plastics and then another thing of course because she was part of the um commission that did an inquiry into um youth violent crime and they wrote a report on that for parliament before she joined the lib dem and stood so she's been a key, key advocate on knife crime so obviously she wants to tackle it by the things that I love talking about the most, ending school exclusions, putting in more after school um, activities for children, double the number of local police, you know, just to have community, community police back, um, reopen the police stations that Mr Khan has closed. 
many of many of the buildings which are still quite abandoned and not being used. So everyone is saying we're going to have more police. Where are you going to put them if you've closed all the police stations? Um, so those are, those are the sort of the three main platforms on which um, she's standing. Cool. I thought I'd give also a context to Sean Bailey, even though we don't have a conservative rep. He's um, his main things are tackling crime. He wants to make sure uh, the streets are safe. He also wants more and better housing. He wants homes that people are able to own and are proud of. And he wants to improve transport um, and then protecting the environment and helping businesses grow and cutting waste at City Hall. And that can be found on his um, webpage. I should We should also mention that all of the candidates, I'm not sure about the independents, but they do have their own pages up already um, campaigning. Mm. And just because it is out there on Wikipedia and I, I have it here right in front of me, I'm also going to quickly tell you what um, uh, drill minister is campaigning on. He's talking about reducing homelessness, improving transport, increasing mental health support, diversifying the Metropolitan Police Service, rehabilitation to curb crime and improving air quality in the capital. And um, Rosalind Redhead is campaigning on environmental issues as well. And David Curtin is campaigning on social conservatism. Social conservatism, sorry guys Um, But yeah, those are the, I guess, brief overviews On what Mm. they are standing and talking about I mean, and just also generally We can't go through what all the candidates are going through And I'm sure we've missed some, so do let us know And like Des, um, Des, as Aziz said They are on online And more generally, I know that I will just focus on London as well you can find out more about the GLA, the Greater London Authority. Um, simply just go to london.gov.uk. Also as well, so like there's the mayoral question times, but there's also the people's question times. So most of you would have seen Sadiq's um, poster um, on the tube. And that basically gives people, Londoners, a chance to ask the mayor and also London um, assembly members questions and they rove it around different parts of London. So if you go on london.gov.uk, put in your borough, you're able to find out when they'll be coming to your end yeah. and you can apply. Do you have to apply for tickets or can you just you turn You do out, have to yeah. apply for tickets. Apply for yeah, because yeah. it is a limited amount. Um, and just for context, the next one will be in March, March the 11th in <sighs> Wandsworth yeah. at the Battersea Arts Centre. Um, and you can register for your ticket as mm. soon as possible. Um, and also, like, you're right, They they ha- there's a chair of the um, assembly. So the chair will be conducting all of and navigating all of the questions. Um, you can submit questions ahead of time. And also they'll ask questions on the floor. A lot of them can be grouped as well. Mm. And also around the time that there's a people's question time, the mayor will go on... Um, LBC as a big like radio platform and talk about the, some of the issues as well and there will be a Q&A live so that's a, another way that you can ask questions to the mayor mm. but uh, additionally in in every political sphere everyone who lives in the country has the right to ask any politician a question about what they are doing and that is the same of the mayor so you can go on london.gov.uk and you can ask the mayor a question it may not go directly to him it will get filtered to different teams and they will answer the question given 
like the most appropriate answer talking about what what's happening in the local area but yeah that is also at your at your disposal and just generally if you're affiliated to any party there's nothing stopping you from calling you know contacting the assembly member for the party for which you're affiliated to just say look can you help me get information about x y and z Mm -hmm. and they're always more than happy to get you information about your specific area or just across London so there are many many ways but we of course are more than happy to populate this um, online and through all of our different channels Mm -hmm. Um, again finally just because we all kind of just need to wrap up um, there's so much more we can talk about on this but there's only so much information we can give give you before it gets really boring and <laughs> it just becomes as though we're schooling you. So if there are any, if there is anything that we've missed, please do let us know. You can follow us on at the underscore consensus underscore. And again, the hashtags are uh, consensus podcast um, and also consensus podcast B as in number two B. And then we're going to wrap up for today thank you all for listening thank you ladies thank you so much we'll see you soon Bye -bye. bye bye